On the curtain rise, it is three hours later. The lobby is still empty, except for 20 law officers. <laughs> Hal is still lying on the sofa. His eyes suddenly blink open, and he looks around. <laughs> Hal struggles to sit upright, but can only get so far. He looks down at the bottle of Jim Beam and the bearded blow-up doll. Hal holds the bottle up in front of his eyes, considers taking a drink, but doesn't have the strength. He reaches back and pulls out a handgun. <laughs> the bottle and the blow-up doll, and starts to pass out. Oh, no. Hal falls back onto the sofa. Heather bursts out of Hal's office, her arms filled with files, her cell phone pressed between her shoulders and her ear. Yes, Mom! Yes, I have it! I have it all! Stop screaming at me! I trust this is not an ignorant question, but what day is it? Heather gags for a moment, stutters, and moves. Her body sprawled on the floor, her spile, her files spilling all over. The elevator opens and Ricky rushes, rushes in to Simone's open door with his ukulele. Mother, I have a jingle to play you. It seems I have a jingle writer and a player. Shall I play it Uncle Hal? You leave him alone. But Mother, I could play it softly. It could wake oh so gently and he would be happy. And we would look, he would look at me with loving eyes. Hal <laughs> is never going to wake up with loving eyes. <laughs> Right, I'll tiptoe and play my jingle in the corner. Ricky sees Heather sprawl on the floor. Oh my. Is it possible someone put gas in the vents? I've seen that in movies. He rushes over to Heather. Chai girl, this is no place for napping. Unless it is. Heather rolls her head and awakens. He was dead and now he's alive. Are you talking about Jesus? <laughs> Christianity. <laughs> Believe me, I went through a born-again phase last year and was not welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I killed him. I didn't think about his age. Wait, are you saying you had wild sex with Uncle Hal? What? Hal starts to come to her senses. No. Yes. Wild sex? No. Yes. I certainly didn't drug him. <laughs> 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 because it wouldn't be the first rece executive receptionist to have sex with Uncle Hal. I'm sure it's because he's very intelligent. Wait, did you try to kill him? No. What? No. Yes, it was the, uh, wild sex thing. <sighs> okay, uh, that's understandable. Wild sex can be lethal to older men. You don't seem like the wild sex type. Oh, I am. <laughs> very... Wildly sexy. We did all kinds of sex things. Uh, positions. We did lots of positions, like uh, the uh, the missionary. I've heard of that. Yes. Uh, then the uh, African villager. Then uh, the two-headed giraffe and the uh, rhino in the grass. It all sounds dangerous. But that's probably what you were talking about when you said you bought the cube. I'm sure that's what it was. You are so adventurous. I hope you're all right. I mean, you could have been here. Heather looks into Ricky's innocent eye. Oh, wait, I can't lie to you. It's okay, it happens here a lot. 
stop asking you questions then. I put something powerful in his drink, and that was supposed to make him appear dead. Oh, just like that old movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Romeo and Juliet? No, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do it? I'm sorry, that was a question. All I can tell you is that I can't tell you. That's fine. I'm always kept in the dark. I don't mind. Would you please test for any deadness? Ricky stands up bravely. Of course, I, I have to warn you that I've been instructed to never actually touch Uncle Hal. <laughs> His instructions, actually. Is he really your uncle? Oh, no. My mother has worked for him since I was a baby. I used to call him Papa Hal. But after he shoved me out the door by my face several times, <laughs> I changed it to Uncle Hal. And then the shoving me out the door by my face happened less, but it still happened. So I call him Uncle Hal softly, or when he's passed out. Right? Uncle Hal. That's <laughs> really close to Hal's face. His nose hair seemed to be quivering. And nose hairs don't quiver on their own because they're hair. So it must be nostril wit. <laughs> no, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, thank you for checking. I'm Heather. Oh, like a show. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Richard. Would you like to hear a jingle? A jingle? Yes. It's a song with a product name and benefit inside of it. They make you feel good and do things you've never considered before. <laughs> we can use Jack's office. He's having lunch with that man. Heather and Ricky scurry into Jack's office. Leah enters from her office without any pants on. And two blog dolls wearing only sweaters. Come along, Ophelia and Horatio. <laughs> Yonder lies the king, and the king is dead. Forsooth, we shall mourn him as he completes his long journey from the innocence of God to the innocence of death. I should write this down. <laughs> Did I ever tell you of the novel I have embarked upon? Leah crosses to the sofa. Ah, oh, Hal Doble, you were like a father to me, a mentor father, a lover and father and mentor. <laughs> The beautiful and wounded alcoholic father, lover, mentor I <laughs> Which is complicated. Beautiful. I will leave you now to write, to write the novel I was meant to write. Leah enters her office. Hal opens his eyes and reaches for the bottle and starts to say, take a sip. Simone enters from her office, talking on her cell phone. Hal puts his head back down. Where did you take him? Aquaterra? Good. Did you get him drunk? No. He's not a 12-stepper, is he? They practice rigorous honesty. Such arrogance. Anyway, get back here. I've thrown a scarf over my desk lamp when my Pandora station is set to Kenny G. <laughs> Wait, how are you positioning me? Yes. Yes, good, like a fine cabinet reserve, perfect. Uh, I do believe this is going to work. Remember, I want him in the goddamn mood. Simone stands over Hal's body. I suppose I should say something meaningful at this moment, but this agency-saving business needs some good old-fashioned old elbow grease. Or in my case, 
personal lubricant. I'll have that big office of yours. I'll donate all your guns and ugly rugs to some pawn shop. I'll keep the name on the door for a few months, but just long enough for the industry to mourn. So, I hope you'll excuse me. Simone removes her coat to reveal a dazzling golden chung song, a body hugging the Chinese dress. I've got an agency to save. Simone pushes the elevator button. I and she steps in. Should have killed you years ago. The elevator doors close. Hal struggles to get up. I should have killed you years ago. Hal uh -oh. falls back down. Here we go again. Ricky and Heather <laughs> enter from Jack's office. Okay, she's gone. I loved your song about the products. I'm going down to the creative floors to share my gym with all the Chinese extras, multicultural actors, and the angry creative people. Wish me luck. Good luck. I'll be here pretending to work because I don't know what else to do. We'll be great at it. The elevator door opens, and Jack and Simpkins enter. Heather puts her head down and starts typing furiously. Ricky jumps into the elevator behind them. And, and the patient looks over his shoulder and says, Read the card, read the card. <laughs> there was a card. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was, there was a dozen roses up the man's ass, see? <laughs> the roses were a gift. Here. <laughs> or your office. 
Oh. <laughs> account services. This is this falls under account services. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just doing my job. Right? Let's have that meeting. Simpkins goes to his office. Jack looks around, then follows him in. This is like hide and go seek. I was never allowed to play hide and go seek. 
I love this business. <laughs> Simpkins stumbles into Simone's office with his pants around his ankles. Jack enters from his office. Is he gone? What the hell is going on with you? I, I compromised my integrity. And bears persist in defecating in the woods. I like bears. Ah, bears. Shut <laughs> up! Jesus Christ!
So until this afternoon's pitch, Hal is still sleeping. This is crazy. When do we tell the client? After we bowl them over with our dynamic strategy and creative energies and insight. And our media plan. Stop sneaking around. I'm not sneaking around. I don't sneak around. And when do we break the tragic news? When they see our tears and sense our broken hearts, they will have no choice but to hand us the business. How could they not? They're not heartless monsters. No, they're a multinational conglomerate. Sure. Al stays where he is. And talk me up. Oh, and uh, talk her up. The brains behind the brains, the genius behind the genius. Simone stamps her foot. Jack picks up the megaphone. Long live the queen! Now, <laughs> suddenly awakened. This is bullshit. Fine isn't even cold. Oh, I don't know. Been like eight hours. Yes, if you touched it, it would feel like a refrigerated chicken breast. Ricky bursts out of Jack's office. Mother, that man didn't want my jingle. He wanted to fondle. My choo-choo! <laughs> well, I hope you did what was best for the agency. <laughs> He'll be out any second. He was finding his pants. What? Oh, I, I need to go be the meter or something. <laughs> Jack runs into the elevator. Simone eyes Leah. Ricky, how would you and your choo-choo like to be promoted? to Associate Creative Director. Wow, and I only just started writing jingles. You can't do that. Who's in charge of all Leah's teams? Oversee all of Leah's work, go into her office, touch her things? <laughs> you can't fire me. Only Hal can fire me, and he's, conveniently for me, dead. I'm not firing anyone. Ricky, you are co-Associate Direct Creative Director. I'm Oh. Ricky pushes the elevator button, then runs in circles. I'll start with playing them my, my jingle, but I won't yell at them. That can be your job, Leah. I do more than yell at people! <laughs> the elevator door opens and Ricky breezes into the elevator. I'll make you proud, Ma. The elevator doors close with Ricky and Leah. Now, I shall go into my new office and solve things. Hal <laughs> struggles to his feet. Looks at the blow-up doll next to him, then throws it on the sofa and covers it with a blanket and hat, then stumbles into Simone's office door. Time to set things straight, my dear. Hal enters her office and closes the door. Simone! Oh, no. We hear a loud crash from within. <laughs> Jack! Ricky? Ricky! Jack? <laughs> Jack? Simone runs in from Hal's office. Simpkins enters from Jack's office. Jack and Leah enter from the elevator. <laughs> when did we have so many attractive men working here? Jack, what are you yelling about? Your son is decorating the creative floor with inspirational posters of kittens and eagles. Where did the boy go? <laughs> Simpkins runs to the elevator. What did you tell him? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy gets in the elevator and the door shuts. Jack, you look different. Me? Different? Uh, no. Yes, actually. Less 
going to put on my face for Feng Huang. Simone enters her office. Leah offers Jack a big John doll. I think Horatio likes you. I will not have sex with Horatio. He's a male blow-up doll for Christ's sake. No! Simone bursts through her door and walks back in her office. How? How is this? Simone looks back and forth between her office and the body on the sofa. The elevator door opens and Mindy and Simpkins enter. Oh, Jack, I have a joke one of your employees told me. <laughs> what do a gynecologist and a pizza boy have in common? Simone, it looks like you've seen a ghost. Simone's office door opens and Hal stumbles out, but no one sees him. <laughs> it's just that Hal is no longer here! No, still in the display case. I need a drink. Hal stumbles into his own office. Yes, Jack, I need a drink too. You and I must have a drink in my office. Jack and I need to discuss the state of our relationship. Jack, now! Jack and Simone enter Simone's office. Simpkins enters Jack's office. Jack, I'll be here! If this is your idea of a joke, it is not funny. I don't think you're funny. You're cruel. Simone's door bursts open. Jack enters holding a big John doll dressed in only a shirt, waving it about. A male sex doll! What did you do with him? I took his pants off. I I don't want to discuss the rest. You did more than take his pants off. You moved him. It was obvious he was moved. What was he doing in my office? Not responding to your advances. He was just laying there. Oh, I don't doubt it. Your advances are bizarre for a woman your age. Why, Jack? Why did you do it? Because you weren't woman enough. I am woman enough. I'm just not strong enough. Strength? You just lie there with your legs open. <laughs> Suddenly, Hal's door swings open. There's Hal, bottle in hand, a handgun in the other. Oh, 
I were you, I'd blow this fucker up. <laughs> Leah looks up, then down, then up at Hal. You're alive! Of course. But, but, but you're dead! You're confused. I thought you were dead! Why'd you think I was dead? Because May said you were dead. Don't people feel pulses anymore? <laughs> God damn it, my headaches. Hal shuffles over to the sofa, throws the blow-up doll off, and lies down. Hal? Simone's taking over, Ricky's running the creative department, people are trading sex for business, and Ah, can you smell the desperation? This is where we shop. <laughs> and I need you downstairs. Nobody's listening to me. They actually jeered me. They jeered you? I've been jeered. Don't worry, my dear. You're like a cat. I always land on my feet. No, nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I was found like the good old days. <laughs> Bring back martinis and cocaine, I say. Oh, this headache is taking me back to better days. How there were terrible things in these pockets. And you'd be proud of me. I made a stand. It's not your job to make a stand. You have no idea what happens behind closed doors. The deal between art and commerce. The media and politics, nothing gets between profits and profits. What you don't know would cripple you. But we have a calling. That's what you said, a higher calling. That horseshit always seemed to get you motivated. <laughs> Why are we here? To inflame desire. No, no, no. Not desire. Discontent. At our best, shame. We keep people buying crap so they don't look down the unspeakable black hole of their deaths. <laughs> I feel sick. Play the game and cash the checks. I don't know what to do. We're going to take the client's money, flush the vermin down the elevator, then you and I are going to enjoy the time-honored practice of coitus in my office, and you'll keep your job. <laughs> oh, God. I am not going to stand for this. I am not a whore. You were the minute you accepted your first paycheck. There's a commotion behind Jack's door. Hal takes the megaphone and disappears under the receptionist's desk. Jack and Simone enter from Jack's office. Uh, thank you for the meeting, Miss Blacks. Uh, yes, I believe we came to mutual agreements regarding... Regarding our, our meeting. Mm -hmm. Mutual agreements, meeting. Meeting, 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 meeting. <laughs> oh! Leah, Leah, we didn't, uh, we didn't see you uh, standing there. You're both whores, you know that. <laughs> we can't both be whores, it's not possible. <laughs> Leah slumps into her office. We hear a click and feedback from a megaphone. Good evening, and thank you for the lovely introduction. It's quite an honor to be inducted into the Advertising Hall of Shame. I mean, of course, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Where is that coming from? It's a recording of House Acceptance Speech. Advertising is important. Not just inflaming desire, but educating and entertaining the public to guide them towards the products and services that make their lives richer and brighter. Somebody shut that off! But within our fame lies shame. We lie. We manipulate all those fragile egos clutching and grasping. I, I don't remember that in the speech. I know you. You are maggots, festering and feasting off the flesh of the innocent. 
causing vomiting and eternal bleeding and erections lasting more than four hours. <laughs> Every day is Black Friday. Yeah, only with Barbatal. It's the ghost of Hal Noble. Subaru equals love. Coke equals happiness. Drink a Coke while you're driving a Subaru and you'll experience nirvana. <laughs> the tiny bowl man lives in a toilet. And you are assholes dropping golden turds with a splash. We're number two, but we try harder. Someone approaches Hal's body on the sofa. Yes, Hal, we've been trying harder. You have no idea how hard we've been trying. Look upon your own lives. Look upon your power grabs, your false promises, your manipulation. You came into a world of American idiots. Jack grabs the doll and shakes it. Shut up, you leave her alone! While you litter the lives around you with shameless nonsense. Jack seizes the doll and gets it into, into an elaborate wrestling hole. Here! Of course I'm here! I'm here! Not you, whoever you are! <laughs> 
seduced backers while I built an enterprise grand enough to swallow businesses whole. Jesus Christ, my mother sucks. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, this with a child in tow. Child? Haven't you ever wondered why all of your clients are mysteriously vanishing? That's because they are all owned by Quenhua Enterprises. Hey, no. And now, you're nothing. No clients, two floors of actors to pay, and a hundred blow-up dolls adding more to society than your scum-spewing added people. Please, Betty, please stop. What happened to the child? Ma, me pronounce a young do it again. My child? She's been gathering her secrets, helping me plot my revenge. Do you remember my media plan? Ming presses a button on her iPad, and suddenly one of the walls lights up. A giant projection of Hal lying on the sofa with a bottle of Jim Beam in his arms and his pants around his ankles. The American public has seen worse. But they've never seen this. She pushes another key. Now there is a sheep straddling house. Or this. Now the sheep is shorn and wearing crotchless panties. Hal's <laughs> face now has a lecherous grin. You can't use Photoshop against advertising. That's ours. And with a single click, these images will be shared with the largest Twitter following on the planet. Hal gets up slowly, swinging the gun around. Yes, Hal. Public ridicule, an agency in shambles, crippling bankruptcy. Hal backs up, unsteady on his feet towards his office. God damn it. It's not going to end like this. I say how things go. I say how things end. How? What are you doing? I say how businesses are built and candidates are elected. I am the one who decides what the American idiot public buys and dies for. <laughs> Not you! Make him stop! I am the one with power! Hal backs into his office and slams the door. Hal, don't! From within, we hear a loud bang! They are all stunned. Then we hear another loud bang, and another, and several more. Bang! 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 Okay, here we go. We hear a click over the speaker system. 
The voices sing in harmony and counterpoint while Ricky sings the melody, strumming his ukulele. We're sorry about the microbeads. We'll find another way to scrub your skin. And we're sure we can find something better than Clark Cowper centers to help you glow. Because fish shouldn't die for beauty, and cows should keep their placentas. <laughs> After all, they're theirs. We just want you to feel beautiful, and you're beautiful just the way you are. You don't really need Lamarge skincare. You don't need us at all. We just want you healthy and happy and joyful and fulfilled and peaceful and fun and content and smiling and cheerful and trouble-free. So if you want to buy Lamarge, that's fine. No pressure. <laughs> Do what makes you feel good. And we're sorry about the fish and the cows. We'll try to do better. Yes, we'll try to do better. Because we want you to be as beautiful as you. <laughs> Small town outside of Africa. Your real name is Don't say it, Cindy! <laughs> 
I remember Cindy Miller. Cindy Miller left the agency 25 years ago with child. Mother, I'm 25 years old. What a coincidence. I'm a twin. Oh, <laughs> How fucking moron. Ricky is your son. A son? I've never wanted a son. <laughs> <laughs> now I won't call you Uncle Hal anymore. Oh, no. Papa Hal. Which makes the man that I love my brother. <laughs> okay, okay, fuck it. I've got a confession to make. My last name isn't Shakespeare. It's Schoberg. They all just stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> of course your name's not Shakespeare. Nobody's named Shakespeare. Except Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. You got nothing. Oh, yeah? Well, I've got a bumper buster for you. How? I'm pregnant. Leah stalks into her office. I never wanted a baby. <laughs> uh, as long as we're uh, slinging all this honesty around, it, it, it seems I'm bisexual. But, uh, <laughs> but the kind that mostly likes men, so, so there. Whoever <laughs> said the truth set you free, that's bullshit. Mother, how insane to spend the past 25 years as a Machiavellian corporate maniac when in actuality you're just a woman whose heart was broken and instead of doing what normal people do, say drinking a lot and boring your friends for months on end, you wasted all those years building an empire so you could shit on a single man. Leah stomps out of her office. Okay. I'm not pregnant. Enough. That's enough. Hal looks around. He buries his head in his hands. Oh my God. What have I done? What is my life? Gone. Gone. I broke the heart of a beautiful, pure girl long ago, and now that you're a strong, vibrant woman, I love you even more. And shame. <laughs> it's this business. It casts aside love and rejects the beauty that's in front of me. How falls to his knees at Ming's feet. Ming, do what you want with the agency. It's a desperate pit of lies and deceptions. Burn it to the ground. I'm sorry isn't vast enough to express my heartbreak. Now I see. I've had three children. Then I didn't have three children. <laughs> I had a fine reputation. Then I didn't. I had love. <laughs> I let it stumble from my clumsy hand. Hal breaks down in tears. Mother, forgive him! Now! Set yourself free! Do you know how tiring it is to spend your life flooding a vent? It's very, very tiring. Leah get your things. We are returning to Shanghai. No, Mother. I am staying. I am staying to explore a life of the man who is suddenly my half-brother. <laughs> if you'll have me. I will. I shall. Oh, I give up. He's not your brother. He's not? I can't do this anymore. You mean I didn't broke my daughter? No. You broke my daughter. So, I'm going to explore a life with the man who is no longer my half-brother. That's much better. Our babies won't have giant heads. <laughs> <laughs> now, gestures to Ricky and Heather. They come towards his kneeling body. You, you beautiful young people, I release you from this hell. You're pure and good and have blessedly naive ideas of the world. Your love and truth has the power to cure a trembling assembly such as ours. Go, with my blessing, I... 
Hey. I love you too, Dad. Goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> <I> almost Dad. <laughs> I hope to call you daughter someday. Goodbye, not my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye, my real mother. Someday you'll teach me how to speak with an Ohio accent. I'm sure I have no idea. Ricky hugs Simone, Heather hugs me. Be good. Wait, I can't forget my ukulele. I'll need you to start my jingle store. Ricky jumps and runs to his ukulele. Our jingle store. Our jingle store. I never thought I'd say the words our jingle store. I don't think anyone's ever said the words our jingle store. Huh? Ricky and Heather get in the elevator and are gone. Me. Shame. Curtain. Wild applause. <laughs> 